podcast brought to you by Team Corker. We are going to kick this off with an intro from me, Steph, and then we'll dive into the conversation. Because some of these conversations just make my heart skip a beat. Like Michael Franti, a friend, a musician, a hero, a socialist, a lover, a soul rocker. I met Michael at a wanderlust on the islands in Hawaii. It was magic and You know, one thing led to another and I ended up in his tour bus in the middle of Colorado. What a dream come true. I'm grateful to call him a friend. I think that the relationship that he and Sarah have formed is really, really special. And if the goal of the Uncorked podcast is to bring to light conversations that aren't happening online, I think Michael and I really nailed this one. So enjoy. Sweet friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so uh, it's awesome you. to be here with you. Oh my gosh. I feel like I was on a tour bus with you last time. <laughs> we probably were. <laughs> probably was the last time. It was such a different, I mean, actually the last time we, you were in Whistler and we were in winter coats and we were all crammed together and you, yeah. you know, would crowd surf and sing and now you're in Bali and life is so different. And when I think about stories I want to uncover it's you went to Bali for two weeks and you haven't come home for a year yeah so we own a yoga retreat hotel here called Soulshine Bali and we were leading a yoga retreat we meaning my wife and I yeah uh, Sara and so at the end of the retreat we started getting messages like you know and just seeing in the news you know COVID is really picking up and you know, there could be some quarantining and some lockdown, some countries really shutting down like Italy and Iran had and China obviously had. And so we were supposed to go out on tour April 18th. And mind you, this tour was going to be a massive tour. We had 175 shows planned and about 50 of them were with Kenny Chesney. So the very first show that we were going to do on April 18th was at the Dallas Cowboys football stadium for Um. like, 80,000 people or something sold out. So, you know, we're just in our head. We're like gearing up for that. And then I was supposed to go back and start rehearsing with the band and getting ready for that tour. And then the airport in Bali, we get this message of like, it's going to shut down in three days. And I call my manager. She's like, we don't think the first month of the tour is happening. And this just to get you into like the mindset of where we were at. My manager was like, we're going to have to postpone the tour till May 18th. And in my head, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 30 (laughs) whole days. How are we going to ever survive this? (laughs) So, so, yeah, so everything's just changed. You know, Sarah and I just took a deep breath and thought, well, you know, the reason that we built the hotel was just as a musician, my life is always on tour. And some years we have incredible financial success. Some years it's not as good. You just based on, you know, do you have a song on the radio? Do you have that? You know, whatever did, was it, would people want to come see you this year? Did the tour package do what it was supposed to do? Did it not do every year is a little bit different, but I've made 33 years of touring and 
I always said, look, I want to build some other kind of a business that if touring doesn't work, that we've got something else. So I built a hotel uh-huh. and <laughs> little did I factor in global freaking pandemic into the equation. So at the same time as our touring stopped, literally every retreat that we had booked for 2020 with 45 different retreats booked, every single one canceled. And so we were like, what do we do? You know? And so Sara and I, you know, we had like one sort of like huddling together in bed going, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And then the next day we just woke up and we're like, look, let's just shift everything. Let's just pivot everything. Like there's a lot of stuff we wanted to do at the hotel that we couldn't do here because we had guests. So let's like build the expansion of the hotel. Let's retrain our staff here. Let's work on shifting things to online with our music and doing live stream events and let's create more videos and more content than we ever had for our music and let's write music so every day i'm like in the studio writing a new album so it was just like everything shifted so here we are now we are wow i have so many questions i want to riff on this and you know i love sara i wish she was here and yeah what a beautiful partner to have on the journey and if there is a partner to have it's a canadian emergency nurse who can find a solution and you know you cuddle in bed and say we'll find a new way and you found a new way and your content's amazing i was like of course you're creating incredible content and of course you're continuing to employ a beautiful group of people that will treat your next year of guests with a whole new sense of love because they know what it's like to not have guests. And, you know, there's so much to that and it's so beautiful and so on brand. And yet it's also easy to look at a couple like the two of you and think it's been easy. It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, you're all for staying human and working hard and being kind, but I want to know if it's been hard and what it's been tough times look like. Well, there's two things that have been really hard. One is that I'm 55 or almost 55, be 55 at the end of April. And Sarah's 18 years younger than I am. Mm. And for the most part on a day-to-day basis, that really makes no difference. Like we mm. were, we're best friends. We're parents to Taj. She's two and a half now. And I mean, just to show you how deeply we're both involved is like, she's there in San Francisco right now taking care of stuff with her immigration and U.S. citizenship. And we left Taj with me because I'm like that close with him, you know? So like, we're really a team. And and in terms of our entrepreneurship, we're a team in every single phase of what we do. She has her own things and I have my own things, but we, even within that, like when we talk about when we're gonna tour or what we're gonna do, or if I have an idea for a video, I always run it by Sara first, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we really are a team, but being, different ages it's just the reality my lifespan when i hit 80 is she's gonna be 62 and as covid hit there was a concern like i stay in as good a shape as i can like right before this i was doing my workout and i i work out seven days a week i don't miss a day i eat really well i'm really super disciplined about my health but at the same time if i get sick and have to be either incapacitated or god forbid die how are things going to change and that and so that was has been something that's kept me up at night you know and it's something that sarah and i have really had to talk through and 
you know, I've had a couple health scares in the last few years that, that were pretty serious. And so that has made us think differently about things. Mm -hmm. The other thing is just trying to keep the lights on, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we're a small business. Yeah. You know, we employ, you know, over 40 employees here at, at the hotel and in America, there's, you know, any, at any one point there's between either 15 or 25 or 30 people that we employ as we're touring. And this year, you, you know, in 2020, we had people on full salaries because we were anticipating going on a tour and we we're, we're just watching our bank account just go from <laughs> where it was manageable and healthy to gee, down to like nothing where we're like, how are we going to get to? And then at the same time, everybody at the hotel who had had things booked, they had wanted their deposits back for all the things that they had booked. So we had to pay all that back and that drained our hotel resources. So we were just like, man, how are we going to get through this? And so we've had to just find creative ways to figure it out and get through it. And we have, it's been like lots of staying up late because of the time difference and working with people, but we figured out ways to get through it. And I think that it's actually made us better as a partnership. Sara and I, I mean, I wish she was here right now to speak to that, but yeah, we've always been really close. And yet during this pandemic, the pressures that is put on us has made us come closer together. Mm -hmm. There's always that risk that it could make things go completely off the rails. Mm -hmm. But on days when I wanted to go off the rails, she didn't. Yeah. On days when she wanted to go off the rails, I didn't. And that, yeah. That's what somebody, a friend of ours told us, you know, the key to staying together is you never want to break up on the same day. <laughs> that's all you got to do. <laughs> I think we need to quote that. You know, you just need to find the partner who you don't want to break up with on the same day and you'll stay yeah. together forever. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you mentioned your sweet little Taj. And I am curious about how bringing your little guy into the world at your age and on tour, you're still right yeah. in your career. Has, has it shifted your purpose at all? Well, it's been incredible to have this time. That's been yeah. one of the blessings yeah. with all the pain that we've been talking about and worry and stress and sleeplessness and wondering about health. COVID has really allowed me to, this is the longest I've ever been in one place in 33 years. Wow. And so Taj, you know, we are so fortunate because we live in San Francisco. We live in the hood in Hunter's Point. And I took over an old warehouse there and we renovated it. But we live in a neighborhood where there's like intense urban activity, quote unquote. He can't go out in the street alone. You know, we've got to be with him. We have a little yard there that's probably three meters by eight meters. And that's it. We don't, there's nothing else. Here in Bali, he's able to like play with frogs and sticks and, well, look at this lizard, dad, and look at this cool spider. And, you know, we get on our scooter and we go for a ride and we stop and we feed monkeys, you know, like wild monkeys, you know, and like that's our life here. And so we're so, so grateful and so, so fortunate. But the main thing about it is more than just the surroundings that we're in, it's just the time. Like I've had time to be with him and I have two older sons who are both grown and out of the house and throughout their entire childhood, I would be gone for at least six months of the year. And there was times when they'd be able to come out on the road with me, but for the most part, they would be in school and it would just 
and this was before FaceTime and it was like, you know, I'm making phone calls or emails or postcards even. But with Taj, it's been a real blessing and just to be able to have the father and son time. And mm -hmm. and now that Sar is gone, it's like an even more focused time with him. And, yeah. you know, yesterday he stubbed his toe really good and it was bleeding and we just had to go through this process of you're going to be all right. Let's hug you up. Let's rinse it in the cold water. Let's stop the bleeding. Let's wrap it up. Let's get a sock on it. All right. Now you're ready to play again. Yeah, dad, let's go play. And so that's, yeah. that's what life is like for us. Oh, I love it. I take health very seriously. I love that you move mm. your body. You've been really open about how you've moved your body and, and recovering yeah. from injury. Am I allowed to ask you how you move your body and what does care sure. for this vessel look like for you now, my friend? Well, I'll tell you what, before COVID, I think for a lot of people and myself included, health, or I should say wellness mm. meant okay, I'm eating, a, a mixing in organic salad every now and then. I make sure, you know, I have one, get to a yoga class once a week or whatever, and I'm well. Mm. Now with COVID, it's meant that I've really taken ownership of my body. You know, I've always been good about, I mean, relatively good about taking care of myself, but mm. I've never felt like if I get sick, I'm going to fucking die. Like I've never felt that way in my life. And so with COVID, it's meant that, you know, it's meant that like I have to be on top every single day of making sure that I am getting to my growing edge with my body. So like this morning, I only had a smaller window than what I normally do because I had a busier schedule today. So I put in a half hour in the morning and, and I've committed to doing a half hour pool work later today. But this morning I played basketball and did a bunch of burpees and did leg ups on a bench, you know, and did some core work and I hit it really hard. And then I come back here and I drank a bunch of water. I took my vitamin supplements. But on top of all those things, the thing that I've learned about wellness is that it's not just about your body. Mm. It's about, can I be under quarantine for long amounts of times and not go fucking crazy yeah can i be with my partner for three months and we basically are only seeing each other mm -hmm. and not want to kill each other yeah. you know can i like look at my phone and pick it up and feel like the digital content that i'm consuming is contributing to my happiness in my life and not just making me feel like oh man my abs aren't as cut as the person in the video I see, or I'm not doing enough to help the environment or, you know, God damn it. The government is totally effed. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. am I consuming those digital content in as healthful a way that's contributing to my wellness and happiness yeah. as much as my food or as much as my exercise or as much as I'm putting into my relationship with my partner. And so wellness is all those things that contribute to us being happy, mm. not just is my heart rate a certain level. And that's been a big wake up call for me this year, because there's times when I've been up at night thinking about our finances or thinking about my personal health or thinking about something that's upcoming that we've got to deal with. And then I'll pick up my phone and in the middle of the night, I'll spend 
you know, an hour just going down some ridiculous wormhole about some stupid thing. And then I'll, I'll wake up the next day and go, wow, I only slept five hours and now I feel shitty today. Yeah. And so this year has been really thinking about wellness in new ways. And sleep is another big one. I wear a Fitbit tracks your sleeping and every day I check it. This morning, the first thing I did is when I checked my sleep, I screenshotted it and I sent it to my wife because I got nine hours of sleep last night and I haven't had nine hours of sleep in like, I don't know how long. <laughs> normally, I'm like, normally it's like five hours and 45 minutes, six hours. If I hit seven, I'm like, I'm killing it, you know, but nine hours I haven't had in a long time. But sleep has been something that I've learned is another one of those things. Like if I don't sleep, mm -hmm. it's probably because I was in anxiety mode. Yeah. And if I'm in anxiety mode the next day, I can't really put my all into my workout. And if I do, it may mean that my workout is actually hurting me because I only got four hours of sleep. And yeah. so it'd be better actually to take that hour and just go sleep. Yeah. So there's just been a whole new way of thinking about what wellness is. Yeah. I live for your humanness and we all live for your humanness. And I ask what you do to move your body, because if anyone has come to your show or sees you on stage, it's like five workouts in one. It's like, you don't stop. And yeah. I'm like, how do you endurance train to be on stage? And now not being on stage, you're still moving your body in, you know, a high intense way. And yet you recognize, and I appreciate that you know, lots of people have been worried about their finances this year. Lots of people have gotten stuck in an Instagram trap. And to just know that, you know, on so many levels, Michael, we're not you, but we all struggle with some of the very same things. Is it sleep or is it movement? And is it our phone or is it meditation? Is it, yeah. how do you go back to sleep when dealing with anxiety? And I, of course, miss seeing you live deeply. I love what you and Sarah are creating so I can get snippets of it. But more than anything, I miss the stories that come with the yeah. journey to the songs. And I miss yeah. you sharing so much of your life in such an authentic way that does make us feel human, does make us feel united. And, you know, you always work with and have such a heart for the people on the skinny ends of the branches that are mm -hmm. facing death. And there is something very yeah. stoic about your relationship with death that's not just at old age, that is illness in varying capacities. And I'm so grateful that you're committed to taking care of yourself so that you can bring joy to anyone at any stage of their life before they go. And I think it makes yep. us really live each day in the kindest way possible. And I know that you hear this and I know that it's not news, but it feels so important. Like if it's the only thing I get to tell you today, it's oh, thank that's you. the most important thing you need to know from me. Thank you. You know, the reason I make music is because music has been my savior in my life. Mm -hmm. I think of all the things that I've done or experienced or people that I've known or people mm -hmm. that I've connected with even in passing and music more than anything has been the thing that's been my medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when I'm going through a challenging time, I put on records mm -hmm. and what music does for me in the way that it makes me feel the way that it makes me move the way that it makes me cry the way that it makes me imagine other places in the world or rethink the way that the world could be for me mm. has done more for me in my life than any other single thing or single person mm. apart from perhaps my parents who spend so much time raising me and still are still raising me at this yeah. at this point yeah. and 
because of that, I think, what do I want to give people? What do I want to offer people through my songs? And mm -hmm. the main thing is that I want people to have music that helps them get through those sticky points, helps them get through those challenging times. Mm -hmm. For example, oh, let me just grab my guitar. Here. I don't know if you can hear this guitar or not. Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. So thinking about how we're going to keep the lights on, right? And I was talking to Sarah, I was like, all you got to do this year is just like, keep the lights on, get through this year. Next year's going to pick up again, but we got to like, not totally lose it. And then I started thinking about that, that it was more than just paying the light bill and paying our staff here and doing you know, all the other things, but it was like, how do I keep the lights on in my heart? How do I keep the optimism going so that I'm not up all night every night? So I started, and this is how I write songs. I always write songs from what's either breaking my heart or making my heart leap with joy. And so I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. Keep the lights on. The days get darker, the nights get long, and I just keep waking up to the same old song. And that same voice in my head is always running around. Whoa, now the clock tick tock and the whole world stops, but the bills I got, they just keep on piling up. Trying to keep up, keeping up, but it's kind of getting me down. You see, I'm just one in seven billion trying to keep the lights on i'm trying to keep the lights on i'm trying to keep the lights on keep the lights on whoa na 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 you and me are the same, you see. We got big, big plans and big, big dreams. And I'm never gonna let the world ever take them away. Whoa, now you and me and the whole family, we're gonna fill our bus with the love we got in us. Pull it out of the driveway and fly it away. You see, I'm just one in seven billion. Trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. And I say dollars turn to dust. And I just hope my hope has one more life. My heart is broke, but I ain't broken down. See, I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. I'm trying to keep the lights on. Just keep the lights on. Whoa, now, whoa. My heart is heavy, but whoa. I'm in heaven like whoa. My heart is heavy, but whoa. I'm in heaven with you. I'm trying to keep the lights on. We're just trying to keep the lights on. We're trying to keep the lights on. Keep the lights on.
keep the lights on keep the lights on gosh i miss you my friends i miss you i miss you i need you to uh, i mean i just you could play for me all the time in my oc uh, thank you i listen to one song on repeat and i drive from vancouver to whistler and i just listen to one song and then i'll pick one other song and i just listen like a metronome because mm -hmm. you are just joy to my veins and Thank i you. want you to leave us with one thought and that thought is michael for the people that don't have the lights on right now and for mm -hmm. the people that might feel at the bottom and we're acknowledging that this is a year this has been one year mm -hmm. of a new version of life and we look to you for hope and for inspiration all the time. And I recognize that that is a humongous task that we are consuming so much. And so for that, I acknowledge it. I'm super grateful. And I just want your thoughts. How do we turn the light on? I think the first thing is to know that we're all in this together, that mm -hmm. there's no one that COVID has not touched. I mean, you can look at heads of state, you can look at the Royal family, you can look at just your next door neighbor, people in the street, people in the poorest, poorest regions of the world have all been touched by this. Mm -hmm. And just from one breath, from one person to another person in Wuhan or wherever this started, one breath from one person to another breath, that single breath literally spread around the entire world. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. And at the same time, that's how our positivity can have an effect mm -hmm. on one another. And no one should ever have to feel like you have to go through your entire life never being supported by anybody else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we feel that way. Like, I'm the one who's always got to be stoking the other person up. I'm the one who's like, but some days I don't have it. And if you're not receiving it, if you're not getting it, you are not allowing someone else to have the joy of helping you out because mm -hmm. just know how good it feels when you help somebody else out and you see their light turn back on. Mm -hmm. So allow other people to do that for you. And sometimes you got to reach out and go, look, I'm having a really, really rough day. That's the greatest thing about my partnership with my wife is that I know that if I'm having a really shitty day and I go to her and say, look, I'm having a shitty day today. She's not going to say to me, well, you think your day was fucked up? Well, let me tell you about how shitty my day was. You know, she's going to be the one who's going to say, all right, you don't come to me with this every day. So if you're telling me this, mm -hmm. then look, let's just sit down and like talk about it. Just let me know what you're going through. And so we're all in this together. And the second thing is listen to one another mm -hmm. because you just don't know what's going on in the life we've seen it so many times in social media where you see somebody who takes their own life you go through their instagram feed and it's like hey here i am on on top of this rock doing a handstand and here i am you know we're eating this incredible food and then the next day it's like they're gone mm -hmm. no one is really gonna openly share what's going on in their life you have to listen you have to ask that's another thing that's been different about the pandemic is when I call my friends who, you know, we don't see each other all the time right now because of the pandemic. When we call, I ask them, how are you doing? And it used to be like, the conversation was went something like this. Yo, what's up, bro? How's it going? 
yeah bro what's up how's it going okay cool yeah i'll see you at the place on friday yeah cool that was the conversation now it's like yo what bro what's up how's it going and i really mean that mm-hmm. like tell me like what's going on in your life how you doing like how you getting through this time it's what's going on with your relationship did something happen significant this week how's your health feeling how's your finances going did you experience anything that was really great this week like tell me about it you mm-hmm. know and so those are all aspects to what we call wellness and we have to really expand our vision of what we think wellness is you know? absolutely wellness it only works if we're all well together yeah. And if we're all here to take care of each other. Oh yeah. gosh. Can I ask just one more question? I'll never sure. enough of you. What are you yeah. proud of? Well, I think I'm most proud of my kids. I feel really blessed to have three amazing sons. They're all so unique and they are all really kind people. They're all sincere, creative, and not without problems. They have their challenges every single day, but I would say that they're all very kind and they all think about the needs of other people. They're all very empathetic. I'm proud that my music over all these years has found life in other people's hearts because when I write a song, like I said, I write from what breaks my heart. And I hope that when someone else hears it, that they go, I feel that I get that. So uh, I'm very proud of that. I hope that when I die, that people would put on my tombstone, he was useful. (laughs) He was useful. That's it, you know. And what I mean by that is just, I hope that, you know, in some way I contributed to the lives of other people. And that's the thing that I miss more than anything else about touring is just seeing people's eyes and seeing people's faces and seeing them light up. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like when we do live streams and stuff, when I talked to my manager about first doing, I said, the one thing that we have to do is we have to make sure that I can see the audience while I'm performing. And so we set up these zoom rooms and we put a zoom room on the screen of our live performance so that we can rotate the cameras and see, you know, hundreds of people who are there. And also our audience can see each other in the zoom rooms while we're doing it. And so we found ways around not just because we've got to be physically distant doesn't mean that we have to be emotionally Mm. or spiritually distant or musically distant. And I guess that that's something that I'm very proud about with my team right now is that they've always just kept the focus on how do we stay connected? How do we still feel emotion even when we've got to be apart? Yeah. yeah. I love you. I love Sarah. I uh, thank love you. Her so much. I love you too. I, the joy that you have brought has been beyond useful. So you, you. you were, your work on earth is complete and everything from this moment right. on is truly a bonus. I, uh, thank you. Thank you to your team for making this happen. And I can't wait wherever you land on the road. I mean, my favorite story is that I hitchhiked from the Denver airport two hours down the highway to make it to your concert at Red Rock. Oh, man. My most favorite moment. Nice. I hitchhiked from like northern BC to two different airports. And Danielle Laporte was waiting there. And we were not going to miss this show. So I'll let you know, we're actually working on some Red Rock dates for this year. Literally, we've been involved with the city and trying to figure out a way that we can 
do social distancing at Red Rocks and do numerous shows during the day with less people at them. And so yeah. we're close to figuring out a way through it. So yeah. hopefully we'll see you at Red Rocks. <laughs> it's a wild time being a Canadian and borders, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And I just think I'll never take certain moments ever, ever for granted. And that's what yeah. it's taught me in yeah. really, you know, I mean, I hitchhiked, Michael, I got in a random cowboy's truck for a two-hour <laughs> ride could you imagine doing that i didn't have a mask on i mean uh, like, when would that happen now it feels yeah. so easy you know we'll get there we I, will. I, it's like in the words of arnold schwarzenegger we'll be back you know hugs <laughs> we'll be back you know handshakes we'll be back we're gonna get there and i really believe that this i feel like it's like pandora's box there's been things that have been lifted that zoom for example yeah. it's been around it's like been a company for 10 years or something it's nothing new yeah. and yet now it's become a part of everyday life for people and performing music this way and doing yoga classes this way. there's there's so many ways that we've learned to connect and really connect with our hearts when we're not in the same space that we can have that and if that's the case it can happen across the the universe anywhere and so Let's just keep that in mind and, and know that the more that we work together as a team to take care of the planet, the planet will take care of us. And that's what we've really got to do right now is work together to take care of the health of the planet. And yeah. the, planet the planet's going to be there. The planet's going to heal. Mm. And, and we're going to heal our collective body of COVID. And we're going to get back to being able to high five strangers. I love it. Big love. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Steph. All right. You're amazing.